be a blessing. Hey, I wondered tonight when I spoke a minute ago, if you got your favorite verse. Caleb, you got a favorite verse? Come up here, son. I want you to read tonight your favorite verse to us tonight in the Word of God. Some of y'all worried, aren't you? I seen heads drop. When I did, I seen, just like I'm in school, just like I'm in school, when I do that, I seen heads go, oh, no. He's getting ready to really do it. Amen. I, the, the reason this is my favorite verse is I was having a, a, a time where I was struggling, and I was thinking that, why would God love me? And I, I, knew, that, I knew that he had saved me, but I thought, if I was him, I'd be done with him. Yeah. I don't know why he would love me. And I'd read this verse probably ten times before. But God told me to go back to this verse, and he showed it to me, and he spoke it to me. And when God speaks a verse to you, it'll stick with you forever. And this, probably for the rest of my life, will be my favorite verse. But in John 6, verses 37, it says, All that the Father gives to me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Amen. Now I know that I came to him when he called me, when he drew me, the Father gave me to him. And so when I come to him, I can know that he'll in no wise cast me out. Well, why is that? It says, for he came down from heaven to do not my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And what's the will of him that sent him? It says, and this is my father's will which has sent me, that all which he hath given me, I shall lose nothing. Yes. But I should raise it up again at the last day. And that's going to be us. Amen. He ain't going to lose us, and we're going to be raised up again on the last day. Amen, son. Amen. Thank you for your favorite verse. Amen. Appreciate that so much. All right. Brother David McCurry, you're going to preach first, son. Amen. Amen. Preacher Darren, you've got four preachers, five minutes apiece, 20 minutes, we'll be out of here. Not so fast. Not so fast. You better be getting your favorite verse ready. You never know who the Holy Ghost may lay on the preacher's heart to call on you tonight. Amen. That'd be a blessing to read out of this King James Bible. Amen. Amen. Y'all give a good Bethel welcome to Preacher David McCurry. Five. Praying for you. Absolutely. You got it on? Uh, maybe. Make sure the mute's not on it, son. It's not on. It's not on. All righty. <clears throat> it's great to be back in the Lord's house tonight. Uh, talking about the book, uh, the Lord laid something on my heart today. Ate my book. It, it, it fell apart on me, and it just kind of reminded me that it's had a lot of tape for, for me when I fall apart. I know it's not related, but I just wanted to that real quick. I was sitting in the park today with Shaylee, and I was just like, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know, I didn't know what to on. I didn't know, I couldn't. I was so confused. And I just said, God, I just want you to help me. I just want you to lead me. I want you to open up my Bible and just tell me what you want me to preach. And I, I just laid my Bible there. I laid my Bible there, and the, the wind started blowing. I kid you not, the wind started blowing. And every time it stopped, I'd look, and I'd say, God, I, and I would, I would think, that's not the one. And then it stopped, and it stopped on John 1. So if you wouldn't care to turn with me to John 1, chapter 14. Thank you, Pastor. <clears throat> and the Bible says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of one and only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that, cometh after, he that cometh after me is preferred before me. I just got a few simple points. You might ask yourselves, what does this have to, get, have to do? Why does it matter that the word became flesh? Well, I'll tell you. The word becoming flesh means that Jesus became human. Jesus became human for a lot of reasons. He became flesh for a lot of reasons, and I'm going to highlight on three. Number one, he became the perfect teacher. Jesus taught the Word of God in a way that everyone could understand. He taught us to love one another and be kind to one another. He taught us the perfect kind of love. He taught us how to be who He wants us to be. He taught us how to be wonderful people. He taught us He taught without prejudice and without bias. It didn't matter what you were. It didn't matter where you came from. Jesus taught to you. He loved you. He ate with sinners. He didn't eat with the high and mighty. He ate with the sinners because he wanted, to know, he wanted us to know that he loves each and every one of us. And that's the perfect kind of teacher. And it didn't, it didn't matter the subject. He taught it. He knew it. He is the Word. So how, obviously he could be good at teaching it. Number two, he became the perfect example. Jesus led the example. Being God and teaching us how to become closer to God was very important. Jesus is the exact kind of role model that we should look up to. If you want to know what kind of person you should be, read your Bible. Read the words in red. Look at how Jesus lived his life. And that's all you need to know. If you want to know how to live good, let Jesus be your example. He lived the life that he wants us to follow. And he gave everything we needed to follow him. I love Jesus as an example because not only did he, does he teach us what he wants us to do, but he, he gave us everything we need. All we have to do is call on him and he'll give us the wisdom. He'll give us the guidance. He'll give us everything we need to live a life full of him. Number three, Jesus became the perfect sacrifice. Jesus, whew, Jesus came to this earth as a man. He identified with us. He walked the earth with us. He did that to give his life for our sins. Jesus gave everything he had, every drop of blood for us. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not worthy. I'm worthy to be in hell with my back broke, but I ain't worthy that I have the blood of Jesus Christ on my back. I'm, I'm not worthy to have the mercy that Jesus has bestowed upon me, but yet here I am. I'm not even worthy to stand behind this pulpit, but Lord willing, I'm here, and I'm going to share the love of God. Jesus, he, he died for us. You know, He became the perfect sacrifice, and that's why he had to become flesh. If he wouldn't have become flesh, none of this would have happened. And if you want to get, if you want to get technical, they mocked him. And they said, well, according to your word, going back to the word, he said they were talking about, according to your word, you could have angels come and get you off that cross if you wanted to. But if he would have done that, we would have never understood the sacrifice that he had to make. The sacrifice that he had to make so that we could become whole, so that we could have eternal life. We don't deserve it, but he gave it to us, so we better appreciate it. Jesus is fully human and fully God. This means that when the, when the Bible says the Word became flesh, it is saying that God became a man in order to teach what the Bible says, he, in order to teach what an example of who God is according to the Bible and fulfill the debt that the Bible has taught us that we owe. Jesus' words are so important because Jesus is God and that Bible represents what God is. So when you, think about, when you think about what the Word is, think about when the Word became flesh. Think about when Jesus became walked, walked the earth, not only become the perfect teacher, the perfect example, but the perfect sacrifice. He gave everything he had for us, and even though we don't deserve it. And I just, I just want, I, I encourage you to get into your word, because it's not, it's, it's not just going to pop out to you. God wants you to get in his word. You know, this word is, this, this is everything that we need. You know, we might have, we have, some, we have tons of burdens. We have financial burdens. We have stress. We have everything, but we forget that all we have to do, if we're, if we're confused on what we need to do with our lives, read the book. Read the book. If, if you don't know where to go with your life, if you don't know where to turn, read the book. The book has everything that we will ever need. And through Jesus, we know how to live that life. We know what to do. All we have to do is call on his name, and he will make us whole. He became flesh. The word became flesh. And I, I just thank God for it tonight.
thought five minutes was going to be more. <laughs> it goes fast, I tell you. Praise the Lord. What's your favorite verse, Brother Ken McCurry? Come up here and read it to me, brother. This has been my favorite verse for for so long. I um, give you a little background on what it means to me. Um, I coached basketball for 32 years and was so blessed to have such good kids that played for me and uh, know they weren't always great when it came to the sport but they were fine young men and so many of them became good fathers. They went on and became good husbands. And mo most importantly, they became closer to God. Yeah. And I, I started my practice out with, a, with an outline every day. And we always had a Bible verse that we started with. And this was the first one of the, of the new season I gave every year, probably for the last 20 some odd years I coached and it's Philippians 4.13 mm -hmm. and it says I can do all things through Christ right. which strengtheneth me Amen. and again you know a lot of times when, when they would hear that some probably for the first time they would think well you know this, this applies only to, to basketball or whatever but no 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 it means so much That's right. that we have God with us and through him, not through us, through him, yes. we, we can do all things. Amen. 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 Thank you. Appreciate that, brother. Love you, too. That was great. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's welcome our next preacher, Luke Waldrop. Book of First Peter, First Peter, chapter number one, verse twenty-five. The Bible says in First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-five, it says, "But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you." And then Isaiah 40, verse 8 goes on to say, The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I want to tell you this evening that God's book endureth forever. This evening, it firstly is a slandered book. All around our world, they hate this book that we hold in our hands this evening. Uh, the devil, he hates this book that you hold in your hands. The world, they hate what the Bible has to say about their lives and about how they practice sinfulness. They hate what the word has to say. And the devil hates that it says that he's going to be defeated. And so he's trying to get people to slander God's word and to say that God's word is irrelevant, but the Bible still says that the word of the Lord endureth 
forever. So I want to tell you secondly that there is a standing book. God's word shall stand forever. It doesn't matter who stands against the word. It doesn't matter who who is on the other side of the word. God's word is going to stand. It does not matter. God's word cannot be defeated this evening. It is the perfect and infallible. It is inspired. It is unchanging. It is true. It is nourishing this evening. It is the the book of God Almighty and in it is his words and what it tells us to do. The book here does not contradict itself not one time. Why will God's book here endure forever? I believe it's simple. John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God's Word will endure forever because God is going to endure forever. So because God is from eternity past to eternity present and to eternity future, so shall His Word be. You can trust the word of God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John 1 verse 14, you've already heard it once tonight. It says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I tell you this evening, the word of God, it was made flesh in the image of Jesus, and the image of God. God Almighty, God's only begotten Son. This evening, it is a speaking book. It is a shepherding book. It is a striding book. It is a sweet book. It's a spotless book. And it is a saving book. Jesus came uh, to save and to seek and to save. This book, it ain't just any old book. This book is alive. This book is alive and well this evening. This book is sitting on the right hand of the Father. This book is Jesus. And I see thirdly that it is a supreme book. There is power in the pages of this book. There is a record of the power of God and how the power of God has moved and how the power of God has worked. And there is a reassurance that God's power will continue to work and that God's power will continue to be magnified and there is a revelation of God's power in this book. This book this evening has the power to reclaim the prodigal, to save the sinner, to restore marriages, to uh, encourage the hearts that are down, to encourage those who are down and out, to break the chains of depression, uh, to break the chains of suppression. This book has power this evening. There is power in the Word of God. And the power is Jesus himself and God Almighty himself. These words will endure forever. Man's achievements, man's accomplishments, they will not endure forever. The things of this world will pass away, but God's word shall endure forever. Amen. What's your favorite verse, Brother Doug Willis?
Can you do these steps, Brother Doug? Amen. I really don't have a favorite verse. <laughs> I love it all. I like that. Amen. Right there is what you got to live by and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, that's what a lot of people try to do. They try to take one verse, yeah. try to live by it, and try to make it apply to what, how they think it ought to be interpreted. In other words, right through there. But I think when we leave it in power of God and the spirit of God, yeah. I think God will put us in the right place. I think really if I had one, Ken, I like yours. I mean, that's, there ain't no doubt. If we had that verse and we believed it, yeah. there ain't nothing that could hold, hold us and stuff like that. Couldn't stop us yeah. or anything there. But I think John three sixteen. I think that's a pretty good verse. Yes, sir. In other words, right through there, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Well, that, that, that's, that's, that's a loss. That says Amen. a lot. I mean, when you come down, the gospel is what we need. Yes. The word of God, in other words, right through here, when we hear the truth and we can believe on it and know that God is in it. Amen. He'll change your life. Yes, sir. And other words here. I know when God called me, God dealt with me, I guess, for a couple of years before I got saved. Yeah. Didn't even know it. Yeah. I mean, God would get me. I'd be going. And they'd be, I'd remember something that I'd done or something like that. And I said, well, why in the world did that come up or something like that? And all, I couldn't understand it. But when God called me, God chose me, yeah. and I made that decision that I'd serve him. Yeah. He saved me. Amen. Yeah. And I thank you. Yes, what a saint. I am so unlovable. I sin every day. I fail God every day. But you know what? I can go to him and he loves me enough that he'll forget. That he'll touch me. And he'll clean me up and say, I'm one of his children. He'll never kick me to the side. Now the Lord right through there. And he'll never leave me by myself. Another Lord. So God is great and God is wonderful. God is love. I think First John over it says twice that God is love. In other words, right through here. So when we get away from the love of God, Amen. we're in bad shape. In other words, right through there. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Doug. Appreciate that. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, our next preacher, Brother Daniel England. Oh, it's been good so far, hasn't it? Oh. Look with me in your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 55. Isaiah, chapter number 55, read in verse 6, just to get a little bit of the context here tonight. Isaiah, chapter 55, and verse number 6, it says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. For just a few moments there as we think about that, what we see in verse number 11 there, as we think about God's word shall not 
return void. Three quick things we see here. The first thing we notice is God's word is not going to return void. That means that his word is not going to ever return empty handed. It's never going to just return and have an emptiness to it. It's going to go out. As Brother Luke already said there tonight, there is power in the word of God. Notice that verse is specifically his word. Not the word of a politician. Not the word of any other man that's out there. But the word of God. You may say, why are we talking about the spoken word of God? No, we're talking about the whole Bible. Why? The book of 2 Timothy chapter number 3 and verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Literally meaning that God has breathed into this Bible every single word that every author had ever pinned down. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 21. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. God gave every single author of all the books of the Bible every single word that he wanted you and I to be able to have and be able to read there tonight. All the instructions and things that we have. Next thing we notice that God's word is not just going to return void. It's going to accomplish the will and the purpose of God. It's not going to return empty yet. It has got a specific purpose that's thrown out there. God has given the instruction for each and every situation that you're going to encounter. He's given the road map for all of life's troubles and all the things that you and I might encounter. Comparing this verse to verse number 10, that rain and that snow that God was going to send down to water the earth, so does the word of God come and water upon our lives. Why? And it's going to bring forth a blessing. The things that can grow within our life, it's not going to return void. Third thing, God's word will prosper in the purpose of God as well. Adding to that, not only is it going to accomplish the purpose of God's will, but it's also going to prosper. It's going to go above and beyond that which you and I would have never thought it would have been able to do. It's going to go be able to brew above and beyond whatever would have entered into our imagination. Verse number 10, you will see that not only would it bring a blessing, let's read that verse once more. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. God's word just keeps continuing to keep on giving. It'll give to one for one thing, and that person can go on and be a help to another. God's word, as long as we put our faith in it, we're going to be founded upon it and know what we need to believe in. It's not ever going to return void. Anytime that one of these preachers stands and breaks the bread of life and preaches the word. We've got the power of the word behind us. It's not us. It's not what we do. But it's the word of God that has the power that's there. Say you believe that? I most certainly do. Let me tell you what it's done for me. It was a Monday night several several years ago when I was a teenager. And a preacher decided to get up and what did he do? He didn't tell a story about what happened to his animal or give anything it may have caused he have a teary eye. He didn't give out and do this, that and the other. No, he stood up and he preached the word of God. And when he preached the word of God, I understood then in my heart that there was going to be a time and that as it appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. I knew right away that I was a sinner. I knew that unless I was going to get saved that there was going to be a day of judgment. But it didn't stop there. He also read from the word of God. God, that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord not only did I know that I was a sinner but I also knew that somebody loved me so much that he came to this earth and shed his blood for my sins so I could have salvation and he went on and to say that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved all that is right there in that word of God and what you and I have right here it's something that this world is looking for. Something they can latch on to. They're trying to find some purpose. They're trying to find the answers to life. 
And it can be found right here in the Word of God. Don't be afraid to proclaim it. Don't be afraid to use it. Why? Because His Word is never going to come back empty-handed. His Word is never going to come back void. It is going to fulfill the purpose that He has declared for it. Amen. What's your favorite verse, Brother Bobby McClellan? Preacher, I've got a lot of favorite verses. I mean, (laughs) as you think about the Word of God and you think about your strength you need day by day, I can't survive without the Word of God. I know for several years I've been a widow. You know, it's me and the Spirit of God that survives. Now think about over there in Psalms, we've been reading in Psalms. You see over there in the 46th chapter of the book of Psalms, you see there in the first verse, said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Yes. Well, I mean, I think back on my life. I mean, I do a lot of thinking lately. You get to thinking back when I was a young person, as a teenager, I was lost. You see right there, I mean, I committed sin worthy of death. You get to think about, and I get to studying, and I have read some in the Old Testament at times, and study about the city of refuge. Mm-hmm. You see right there, they had a lot of city of refuge. It was easy enough for a person, you see right there, that had done something that he could get there and he'd be safe. Yes. Well, I can remember about 60 years ago, Mount Carmel Church, I entered that city of refuge. Amen. You get to thinking about it, you see, not only it says here in, in this scripture right here, it's my refuge, but he's my strength. Yes. See, I mean, I need strength day by day to continue on. And I mean, and I mean, there's a lot of dark days, but you see, as you think about it, well, if I never had a dark day, I'd never think about it, of a greater day that I'm looking forward to see. I mean... You think about the Word of God, I mean, I don't think I could survive now without the Word of God. I know these preachers are preaching about the Word of God, but, you know, sometimes we just sit down and we read the Word of God and we don't get anything out of it because we're just reading. But, you know, sometimes when the Spirit of God moves in and we're sitting there and we're reading the Word of God and God starts speaking to our hearts and see the Word of God is real. I mean, it's not a fairy tale that that I'm talking about tonight, there's a spirit of God that brings his word to life within us and gives us strength and helps us. Yes. You're facing a situation in life. Don't try to handle it yourself because you can't. Because, I mean, we're no match for the evil one. You see right there, but you see, if we enter that refuge, which is our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, yeah. the devil never can get to us anymore. I mean, and he's going to give us the strength that we need to live day by day. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Bobby. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, Brother Jerry. Sparks, make your way on up. Give him a good breath of welcome. Amen. You glad to be saved? Say amen right there. Appreciate the Lord and all he's done for me. I can never repay him for everything he's done for me and um, glad I'm saved a long time. October the 13th of 1996 is when I got my life in order. I was lost and on my way to hell, preacher. But God came and knocking. 
at my door, and I accept him. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. I want to read tonight, uh, God being my helper, out of the book of Revelation. I opened Sunday school up a few weeks back on this thought, but I want to preach on it tonight, and it's one of the most important thoughts and the most important thing that will ever happen in your life. First is when you accept Jesus as your Savior. That's the most important thing. But it says here that uh, for the sake of time, I'll just read verse 15 of chapter 20 of Revelation. And it says, Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And I want to talk for a few minutes on this thought. Thank God for the books. Amen. Amen. I thank God for the books. This is the first book I'm talking about because this is the book that showed me the way to be saved to how to accept God as my Savior, how to become a Christian, and it talks about everything in there. And let me say this. I'm not a big reader. I ain't got enough patience to sit down and read a book, not even a newspaper. I just don't get into it. But when I open this book up, yeah, I know every word in this book is a true infallible word of God, preacher. Every word in it is true. There's nothing false in it. You may read a book and it may be false and you'll see stuff and you'll know it's not true. But let me assure you that this book right here is the true word of God. All 66 Bible, uh, the chapters and the books in it. But that's good and I thank God for it. But getting your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you know, that's the most important thing in life whatsoever. Because it says right there in that verse I read that if your name's not written down in the book of life, then you're going to go into the lake of fire, which is the devil's hell. Yeah. And, and it's not God's will for nobody to go to hell. Right. Salvation is as simple as if I took a piece of candy out of my pocket and give it to a little young and it reaches its hand out and takes that candy from you. Yeah. That's as simple as that. But you've got to be convicted. You've got to have the Lord knocking on your door yeah that he'll come and you know what's going on. And buddy, I tell you what, when he, when he convicted me, I knew I had to be saved. It's a long story and I, got, you know, I ain't got time to go into detail, but when you talk about people on their deathbed or talking about going to hell, if that don't get your attention, nothing will. Amen. It sure got mine and I'm thankful that God used that to wake me up. And I'm just thankful that I can stand here today and say that I'm born again. And I thought about this. Over in the book of Psalms, chapter 40, verse David's writing here, and listen to this. He said, Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. Amen. When you think about volume, you think about uh, turning it up. Well, if there ever was a time we need to turn up and talk about Jesus, it's the day we're living in today. I mean, people, all they think about, they put idols before God. You say, Preacher, what's an idol? Okay, I'll tell you something. Anything that you put before the Lord is an idol. I don't care if it's a television set, a computer, anything that you take God's time out and you don't use it the way he told you to use it, it's an idol, preacher. And let me say, I've been reading this Psalms. I've got all of it read already, and it's been a blessing. And, and, I, and I'm going to continue reading on the Bible, and I'll stand here right here tonight and just tell you, you know, I've not read the Bible like I should, and I ask God to forgive me for it. But I'm going to start. Amen. You know, there's nothing like getting time alone with you and God. I mean, just find your place that you and him can get together and associate with one another. And one of my favorite places is up here in the woods at this cross out in the woods out there. You walk out there and it's so peaceful. 
I mean, you look around all the creation that God put up there, the trees and the leaves, and Lord, I could go on and on, but it's just good to get by yourself and say, God, I need help. And this book right here is called the Bible, but it's also called something else. On the front page of my Bible, and your Bible too, if you'll open it and look at it, it's got the word holy. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. This is a holy book. Yes. You say, why, preacher? Because it explains how the Lord made a way for us to get salvation. Yeah. And that's go to Calvary, die, pay sin debt, that we might accept him one day yeah. before it's too late. And church, let me say this. That book, I don't know, that's got the names of the people that's been saved in it. I don't know how big it is, the volume of it. But I'll close with this thought, and I want you to listen. If you're sitting here tonight and you're not saved, or you're watching by internet, or whatever you're watching, you better consider getting saved. Get your name in the book before it's too late. No matter how many names is in it, there's still more room for more. Amen. Amen. There's room for anybody. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That means anybody. I thank God for saving me and writing my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Jerry, if I could just jump on your coattail there just a minute. You think about, I think that he may show them there was a place for their name, and it's not there. If you still got your Bible open to Revelation 20, look at verse 12. Now we know this is the white throne judgment for those that are lost, that Jerry was reading about. The Bible says in verse 11, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books, plural, were open. Preacher, books. And another book was open. There's books and another book, which is the book of life. So the another book is the book of life. The dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Now what we think, Preacher Darren, there's the book of life. He's going to show them there was room for their name. They rejected. There's going to be a record book of every evil deed. I'm telling you, these people that's got off and murdered people, they've not got away from the final judge. People that sit on the Supreme Court justice, and you think that you're the final judge, you'll be judged. John 12, 48. John 12, 48. Preacher Darren, what is another one of those books that's going to be open? I believe this book you have in your hand. It's going to be opened in that day. Preacher, what do you mean? John 12, 48. Say amen when you found it. Amen. He that rejecteth me. Every person at the great white throne judgment has rejected Jesus Christ. So this verse is for them. And receiveth not my words. What words? This word that you have in your hand. Amen. Hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. This word that they rejected, this word that they scoffed at, this word that they said, oh, it won't be around in a hundred years. This book will be done away with. 
And now I want you to know that they're printing Bibles in that same man's house now. While he's dead and gone and in hell, they're printing Bibles all around the world. May I say to you, there is a book that you will be judged from. Amen? Amen? Boy, if you had a favorite verse, Brother David Wilcox, what would it be? You come read it? Come read it. Brother Rick Wiseman, will you come read it? Brother Richmond, will you come read it? We'll go shotgun. Here we go. Gittlesburger, come read it. Fisher, come read it. Let's go. Come on. My favorite verse is John 3.18. When I was in the revival at Wyndham, I was, I was given a card. And it says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. I thought I was saved. And Brother Shane Gunner was the one that was preaching that. And I said, God, why did, why did you give me this card? So this has become my favorite verse because I kept on reading it. Lord, I'm saved. I'm saved. One night at 11.45 p.m., God showed me, son, you are not saved. You are dying and going to hell. He showed me my faults in this of believing that I was a Christian. God showed me I was lost and dying and going to hell. He was showing me through his word that I was condemned. Yeah. And that is my precious Amen. verse Amen. that I find so, so much strength in. I didn't know it uh, when I was in the fifth grade teacher I had. She, she made us uh, learn the Bible scriptures and learn them and say them by heart. And I go back time and time and time and time again, Psalms 23. Yeah. After, I've got, after I got saved by the grace and marvelous blood of Jesus Christ, yeah. it said, The Lord is my shepherd. Yes, sir. I shall not want. Amen. It also said, He's a friend that sticketh closer than any brother. Yeah. He's closer than Brother Darren is because he can't be with me all the time. We all can't be in church. Right. I can't be by Brother Tim. I can't be with my wife all the time. But right. you know what? The Lord can be with you. Yes. Wherever you're at and where. What, laying down at night, he wakes up in the morning. Guess who's there? The Lord is. Yes, sir. Amen. And I'm so thankful that she she made us learn the Word of God. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that I've already read all the way through 150 Psalms, and I'm already back to Psalms number 80 again. <laughs> by the grace of God. Amen. Yes, sir. I heard I heard a guy say one time. He says. Learn to read and read to learn. Yes. And it made a lot of Good sense. Advice. Whether I understand it or I don't, read it. To learn it. Because the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. He leads me and guides me Amen, wherever Amen. I do. Praise the Lord. Amen, Amen Brother Rick. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, put me into the ministry. Well, they said, you ain't no preacher. No, but every one of us sitting here saved, he's given us a commission to be in the ministry to go right. out and spread the word. Right. And I thank him for that. We need to get boldness and get out of our comfort zone and spread the word that Jesus saves. Amen. Who's going to tell them? They're not going to get it down here in the bar. Yeah. They're not going to get it down here at Red Lobster and the Outback Steakhouse that we got after we got liquor by the drink. 
I went to our lunch, couldn't get in, it was full. We've got to get the word of God out. Yes. And the only way we can get it is to spread it. Amen. Spread it. Tell them about it. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, you can. You can. If you pray before you go, he'll open the door and let you in. Yeah. And he'll give you what you need Amen. to witness to people. Thank Amen. you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. I want to thank God he saved me on September the 7th, 2019. And my favorite verse is uh, Nahum 1-7. The Lord is good. A strong hold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth him that trust in him. Yes, sir. And the only thing I got to say tonight is God will stand with those who belong to him. Amen. Well, say, I thank God for a godly heritage. My grandparents, my parents were godly people. My favorite verse comes from my grandmother. I guess probably the first verse I ever learned. And it's been with me through all these years. And what's important to me now that I'm a grandparent is I hope someday that my little granddaughter can stand and say that my grandparents were godly people. That's what matters now. That's what concerns me more than anything. But from the time I was little, and I I spent a lot of time with my granny, Granny Fisher, the first verse she taught me, and we've just read over it recently, and I want to say before I read it, I thank God for our pastor. And I thank him for the challenge that he gave us about reading this book of Psalms. Man, what a blessing it's been to me. I didn't read like I should. I don't. I confess. But this has challenged me, and it's helped me. And I can say that every day I look forward. I look forward to the opportunity to read in this book, and I thank God for that. But my, my verse is simple. It's a simple verse. And it's found in Psalms chapter 56 and verse 3. And it says, what time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. I can't tell you the number of times that that verse has come to me. There's been a lot of times I've been afraid about a lot of different things. But you know, regardless of what it is, and regardless of what you're facing, if you'll let that trust overcome that fear, God will help you with it, whatever the situation is. You don't have to be afraid. All you have to do is trust. Amen. And I thank God for that. Amen. Larry Austin. Larry Austin, what's your favorite verse? Come up here. Come up here. These people online, these people online are getting help right now. And they can't hear it. Read us the word, brother. Oh, I'm like Doug. The whole Bible. I mean, there ain't nothing there. I mean, I don't want you to see me. Yeah. Lord God bless me. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yes, sir. Okay, God is so good to us. Amen. Lord, help. Amen. I can't even say it. God, me tears in my eyes. Yes. God, help me. Bless you, oh, God. Yeah. Keith, this morning, man, he, he's... he's Talking to us, and Lord, it's touching my heart. And, and 
you got to let everybody see God in you. You don't need to sit up here and look at the preacher when he's reaching the Word and search him out and try to. Yeah, you yeah. got to take the Word out and put yeah, it into your yeah, heart. Yeah. And see where you're wrong. Amen. Not the preacher. Amen. And not all the people. I mean, that's our problem. we got to get in here and you hear me talking, but you don't look at me. You look at the Word and search your heart out. Amen. And what it's, what's wrong about you. Amen. Not about what's wrong with the word and what's wrong with the man that's preaching the word. Amen. You got to use it into your heart. You're right. Oh God, help me, Lord. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it says in the life scripture. Gosh, I can't even see it. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will be with you all. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Just to be fair, I, I, I'm just trying to call the names that the Lord's laid on my heart. I, and just because I ain't called yours don't mean God ain't dealing with you about it. It may be tonight you have to share it with somebody. But I'd like to ask my wife to come up here. I know what her favorite verse is, but I want her to read it. I, I felt led to ask her from the beginning. And I'm going to save the best for last. Amen. Amen. Some of you say, well, a lady ought not to speak in church. I'm glad she can stand up and say that God saved her. <laughs> read the scriptures. Well, anybody that knows me knows what my favorite verse is, and that's Philippians 4.8. Um, when you think about when you're a little kid, you learn the little song, be careful little eyes, be careful little ears, be careful what you say. And I find it very true with this verse. And it's a verse that has just stuck with me my whole life because what you put in here is what's going to come out. That's right. And what you put in here, it stays in there. Yeah. And it can really muddy that up. Yep. And so the verse says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, what, uh, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Yes. The next verse goes on and it says, Those things which we have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Amen. 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 My grandmother... On my daddy's side, her name was Edna Waldrop. Sweet woman. I was just a little boy. We'd play church. We'd go over there and we'd have church. And Grandma would work out in the garden all morning. And then she'd come in and we'd get to having church. And I'd look over while we was preaching. She'd be asleep. 
I said, Grandma, you need to wake up. We're preaching. She said, I'm just resting my eyes, son. I'm just resting my eyes. She may have been truthfully probably praying for us little fellers while we was having church at her house. I've never mentioned this, but I won't mention it now. My grandma went over to see her, me and Gina, just started preaching. And she said, son, I had a dream about you. I said, you did? She said, son, I don't even know that. I was getting ready to preach. She said, I dreamed that you were standing before a congregation. And you opened your Bible to Nehemiah. And this is what you told them. Stand on the word and obey ye the Lord. And I've kept it. All these 30-some years that she gave it to me, never to forget what Grandma advised me. Stand on the word. And church, I'm telling you, the best thing you'll ever do is stand on the word of God. We could stay in here and read verses all night long. Man, I'd love to hear your verse. You come tell me when it's over. I'd like to hear it. I would. If you're watching online, this is the word of God. Build your life on the word of God. Upon its promises, upon its pages, upon its precepts. You'll never be sorry when you love the word of God. Young men, I appreciate you preaching tonight. God bless you. All of you that shared a verse tonight, I don't even know how many it was. It's just strange service tonight. Amen. I came in, God said, have somebody share a verse. Have somebody share a verse. And man, if we could go on and on, I'd really like to hear some more verses. Amen. We're going to dismiss. Remember, since we go preach revival, remember that God would feed us spiritually, give us what we need. Preacher Darren, are we praying for souls? We're praying for God to do what God wants to do. Yes, sir. Amen, Brother Bobby. Yeah. Amen, Brother Bob. Amen.
They meant it too. Yes, sir. Brother Jerry. We're going to dismiss. Brother Keith McClellan, would you come up here to dismiss us? And when you do, read me your favorite verse. Y'all stand to your feet. It's been unusual, but I want to say to you young people that's here tonight, I appreciate having services like this. It'll show you one of these days as you get old. What will still be standing. I've been a pastor of this church 23 years or 22 years. There's been a lot of presidents come and go. There's been a lot of socioeconomic change in the world. Gas prices has done completely crazy. I've never seen the changes that I've seen. But there's one thing that will never change. The word of God. Jesus Christ is the living, walking edition. And I'm glad it'll stand when the earth's on fire. Amen. Brother Keith. Love you, brother.
sit back there and debate. You don't know whether to read, or read this anyhow. <laughs> said, Lord, show me to read it. Yeah. Have him call me up there. Well, he called me up here. Psalms 103 and verse 1 Amen. says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And I say tonight, he's worthy to be blessed. I don't bless him the way I should, but he's worthy to be blessed tonight. But I thank you for all he's done for me. I thank you most of all for saving me. I'm glad I have that blessed hope one of these days getting to live Spend eternity with him forevermore. All because of what he done for me there on Calvary. But I bless his name tonight. And I, th- I pray that each and every one of us would look unto him and bless him because he is worthy yes. to be blessed tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you, Lord, for another privilege we have to even call upon your name. And Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love that you bestowed upon my life. I thank you most of all tonight for salvation. I bless your name for that tonight, especially, dear Lord. And I ask you to forgive me of where I failed you, Lord. I've come short of your glory, but I pray that you'd forgive me, Lord. I pray that you'd help me, that even as I go from day to day, Lord, that I can live a life that bring honor and bring glory to your name, that others can see you in my life. Not nothing good that I can do, but, Lord, they see you, and they left your name in my life, dear Lord. And I pray now that you be with each and every one that's come this way here tonight, dear Lord. I thank you. For the preachers that preach tonight, I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you that it's been sent and spread to us here tonight. And I pray that you just help us, dear Lord. We just continue in the word, continue to study and read, that you'd lead and you'd direct us in all we do. I pray now that you be ever object of prayer. You know all about each one. Those are sick and afflicted, God, you know. And you're well able to take care of. I'm glad there's nothing too great or too small that you can't take care of, Lord. And I pray that right now that you'd touch and you'd heal in accordance to your will. I pray that you'd be their pastor this week. Even you're going to be in revival, dear Lord. I pray that you give him power, that you give him liberty, Lord. You give him souls for his labor, dear Lord. Whatever you have in store for that church, Lord, I pray that you'd do it right now, that you just use him, dear Lord, as only you can. Again, be with every one of us, dear Lord. Take care of us. Keep us safe and healthy and be with us as we travel. In Jesus' name I pray for his sake. Amen. Before you leave, before you leave, I'm challenging you. You have a verse. You haven't read it yet. You find a friend, a neighbor, somebody on a pew beside you and say, I got to stop you because I want to read my favorite verse to you before we leave tonight. So y'all hang around just a second because some of you got some verses you need to read to somebody close to you tonight. You may say, Preacher Darren, I ain't doing that. I'm telling you, if you don't do what God says do, you're going to be in trouble with the Lord. You find somebody tonight and say, I don't know, but I'm supposed to read you this verse. It might be somebody get help tonight. Amen. More than what the preacher said, it may come from you that sits in the pew. Share the word of God. Maybe your spouse. You come, if you want to read to me, I'll be here for a while. I'll be glad to hear the word of God. You're at liberty to go. Yes, sir. Sure. Amen. We'll come to her.
I can remember, uh, mine's kind of similar to Richmond's, but I can remember growing up in the 80s, being in the eighth grade back at East Yancey Middle School, and we had a teacher, some of you might know her, Miss Virginia Phillips, she's one of the greatest teachers I ever had, and she would read us the Bible every morning and tell us, tell us the rules and stuff, and she used to tell us, uh, she was about maybe four foot high, she wouldn't be long. But she said when she'd say, Tim, she'd say, Dan, I don't think it. I won't whoop you because dynamite comes in small packages. <laughs> and that's what she told us. But that morning, she had read us this verse, and I'll never forget it. And Durham preached on this probably not too long ago. <clears throat> oh, that thou hast hearkened to my commandments, then had peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. And I never will forget her reading us that morning. So later, tell them what chapter and verse. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Isaiah 48:18. I can't see good no more without my glasses. But, but uh, she read us that that morning, and that stuck with me all my life because it was later that day. Me and another boy, uh, she told us not to be talking during a test, and uh, so we did. She took us to the office. And that's the first time I ever heard, can I get a witness? And I thought, what's she talking about? Because back then when they took you to the office, they asked for a witness to watch you get a whooping. And I thought, well, somebody else is going to see us get beat to death. You know? <laughs> but I appreciate, that's always stuck with me, and I appreciate, that's always been one of my favorite ones. Because I thank the Lord for good people like that. Word's all good. And you know, uh, Doug covered on John 3.16. I like John 3.17 too. But I like this verse. Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me 
and gave himself for me. If you study here through the book of Galatians, uh, Paul's writing the Galatians, and they think, well, you got to be saved, but you still got to keep the law. And that's impossible for any of us to keep the law. Christianity is the only religion in the world that's not about performance. It's nothing that you have done, ever will do, or can do to ever earn your way, to earn the unmerited favor of God. And when God saved me as an 18-year-old boy, this is what he did for me. It's Christ liveth in me. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. So I thank him for everything he's done for me. And if you still got your Bible open to that verse, if you still got it open, not only should you underline it, but the word of, you need to underline, underline twice. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of, it's not in, of the Son of God, of. You see, what faith I have, he gave me. It's not even mine. <laughs> Preacher, I, what? What? You just blew my mind, Preacher. What? I just, what? what? I didn't have any faith. He gave me the ability to believe him. He called me to come to him. The life I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What a verse, Seth. Thank you. Anybody else? We're going to go home. Yes, ma'am. Come on. I like it when the Lord just burdens people's hearts. I like it. You never know who's listening. I was going to share this to a certain person back there, but then... When your heart starts beating out of your chest, you know you should yeah. do a little different. Yeah. And around 2002, I was going through a really hard time, and I opened up this random magazine, and in it was Psalm 35. Psalm um, chapter 30, verse 5. The last part of it was, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Joy cometh every morning, no matter what has happened to you the night before, no matter who you've lost, no matter what's happened in your life. Joy always comes in the morning. There's always a new day in the morning, so just remember that every day God can bring you joy. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, sister. Amen. I can come to you. Where's my kid? favorite verses, but I have a favorite chapter. And in the fifth grade at Bible school, we had to memorize the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, the yeah. love chapter. Yeah. And I want to read this tonight to my church. And I want everybody to know that I love you. I love everybody here. I love the Lord. I'm so thankful that I'm saved. Amen. And I love you, preacher Darren, and love. I appreciate you preaching the word to us. 
It's a joy to come to church and to hear the word. And when we're sick and we can't come, that we can pull it up on our TV. Mm -hmm. Still there. Yeah. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, yeah. I am become yeah. as a sounding brace or a tinkling cymbal. Yeah. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profited me nothing. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaneth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemingly. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, and thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never faileth. Amen. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. And whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy, prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. I've still got my little Bible. Amen. Where's Jehadis to go through? Amen. And put love where charity is. Amen. I thank the Lord Amen. for my races. Amen. Did you hear how many times a night we've heard that there was a teacher that taught me? There was a teacher that had me. There's a teacher that caused me to look into this word. You think tonight what she read. The Bible says God is love. Jesus said, I and my Father, we are one. I mean, you could say, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not Jesus, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. What about put Jesus in there every time you see the word charity or love. Put Jesus in there. Watch. Thou abideth these three. Uh, faith, hope, and Jesus. And the greatest of these three is Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Come on, Brother JC. Daniel, take that microphone back there. You going to read to me, read to me, King James? Absolutely. I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to anybody here. You going to read to me, not read to me, King James. Oh, we got a lot of young people here. Mm -hmm. just got, some of them just got married. Some of them want to get married. Yeah. <laughs> this is one that's meant so much to me. I was saved a long time ago. 
We were, when we got ready to get married, I hadn't been baptized and I hadn't come before the church. And I know thief on the cross yeah. didn't get baptized either. Yeah. But you need to do that. Yes. And to follow the Lord. If I can see it, I'll read this. It's in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Be, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Amen. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Yeah. Amen. I had to do what God said to do yes, before we could get here. Yeah. Amen. And He's blessed us for 50 seven years now. And I don't believe it would if we had fallen. So it's always good Amen. to be hooked up with the right people. Amen. That's right. Amen. So that's, a, that's what means a lot to me. My grandma would have said, you hoped us right there. Amen. You, you know what I mean? How many of y'all know what I mean when I say you hoped us? Amen. You hoped us. Boy, that was the truth. Be might, not unequally yoked. Might not be my favorite verse, but it's a helpful one tonight. I'm telling you, I was on, I was on the spot, brother. Amen. Go ahead, read it. We, we preachers ask us to read through uh, Psalms, and uh, was reading the other day. Excuse me. And it's the shortest one in there. I think it's 71, I believe. No. Right before the longest one. Yeah, 118. Yeah, 117. Yeah, 117, Psalm 117. This says, Oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, for all you people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us. For the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. What struck me the other day when we read that? Was this was long before the Church of Jerusalem ever started? Sure. Before they went to Antioch. But it says, "Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations, praise Him, all ye people." He's making a way for us, oh heathen Gentiles, before they ever started any kind of missionary force. Amen. But he, it's like that song. When he was on the cross, he was thinking about us. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen.
love God just about all my life. And I would never trade what I have with him. And my, well, I have two favorite chapters, Psalms 23 and Psalms 91. But my favorite verse is Isaiah 53, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. That means mine. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. No matter what this life throws at us, no matter how bad we feel, and it's every day something happens to all of us, but we got to remember God has healed us through the blood of Jesus, his only son. We need to pray for each other. Thank God that we have breath in us that we can pray. And thank him for his glory. In Jesus, amen, Amen. always. Amen. Praise the Lord. I can't, I, sister, let him get a microphone to you or come up here. Come on. At Camp Zion, I try to get them, they try to stand up. It's 49 rows deep, seven sections wide. You can't hear them, so we make them come up. You got something to say? Needs to be heard? Come on. So it says in Luke chapter 19, verse 40. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if they should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. (laughs) And I don't want to sit back there and not share my favorite verse because God has been so good to me. And there's so many verses that have helped me through so many things. But I have three verses that really stand out. And it's Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Yeah. says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. <laughs> Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sister. and listening to everybody's verses tonight. And Keith, you really brought back memories for me. The last thing I ever shared with my grandfather was Psalms 103. We read it in his hospital room. Shortly he closed his eyes. Met his maker. And I remember my favorite verse growing up as a kid was always Isaiah 40, 31. Teacher. Just like a lot of events had shared. Bible school teacher shared it with me. She had illustrations, and all I could think about as a child was that big eagle. Yeah. <laughs> and that's been a, one I've always loved. But you know, in the last few years, Isaiah 43, the end of verse 1 there, into the top of verse 3, has been what's carried me a lot of times. 
Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. I'm his. He knows my name. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. No matter what things I've had to face, I've never been alone. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. They're not going to swallow me up, though sometimes I feel like things are going to swallow me up. Or like I'm not even there anymore. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I, there's a definitive statement there. I am the Lord, thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Nobody else could save me but my Savior. Amen. 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 Good. 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 I like it. Don't know that I've ever been in a church service where everybody's just jumping up reading verses, reading verses, reading verses. I've never been in a service like this before, y'all. I've been around a long, I'm old. I've been around a long, but I ain't never had everybody just get up reading verses. I like it. Amen. It's helping me. Amen. I don't like getting up in front of people, but... The Lord was dealing with me, and I don't want to keep somebody else from hearing God's word. I don't want to be the one that doesn't read it. So this verse helps me a lot. It is Romans 8, 38. And it says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I know we go through a lot of things in this life, but you've not done anything too bad to where God doesn't love you or won't love you. So don't feel like that you're too far gone. God won't forgive you because he loves you just more than you love your own children. So just remember that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that's good. Let him read. Let me get a microphone. Let me get a microphone to you. Think about the things in here in Isaiah 26 and 3. A lot of times my mind goes to these verses. This that will keep him in perfect peace. Yes. His mind is stayed on thee because he trusts us in thee. Yes. But my mind sometimes gets on worldly things. Yeah. And I'm troubled. But you know, when I settle down and my mind gets centered on him, yeah. I've got peace in God. Amen. 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 Boy, it's starting to get Camp Zion. I'm getting foggy. Yeah. I'm telling you. Well, I'm not going to ask God for for something for one way without coming up here and, and doing my part. Uh, me and Autumn 
back there. We've shared so many verses already. And people's got up here and honestly has read every one of them. And I told her, I said, you can tell my favorites because I either highlight them or I put circles around them or something. But this, I have two right here together and it's Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear thou not for I am with thee. Be not dismayed for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with thy right hand of my righteousness. And in 13, for I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not. I will help thee. That one right there. The 13, 41, 13. It's what me and Carissa held onto when she was going through all her sickness. Because if it without God, we could, we would probably just just gave up. But God seen her through, and I that part right there, fear not. I will help it. He will. It doesn't matter what it is, what situation it is. He will help, and that's just like Wednesday night. I just God, I got a break on what one week is. We went from 7 to 13 in one week. And I got to thank God. I got to thank him most of all for saving me because I know that I'm so unworthy of what he does for me. But I love him. And I know that I need to do better than what I do. And reading Psalms has been a great blessing. And I thank Preacher for that challenge. I thank you for bringing it to us because he gave it to you to bring to us. They're reading at school 10 and 15 at a time here in this class, 15 in that class, and 10 in that class. They're reading it like crazy. I'm telling you, reading it. I mean, praise the Lord. Um, for all those who know me, I've shared this with you, but um, I have very bad um, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. So I'm all the time seeking reassurance. And I was looking through scripture and I found this. In 1 John verse 19, it says, And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. And I'm very thankful that how I feel up here doesn't determine what is true. That's right. Amen. 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 Hey, First John 3, 19 and 20. That's good. Anybody else? You need to mind him tonight. All about all night long. It's the book. Yes. And I know, God forgive me, that I hadn't spent the time that I should have in the book. Yeah. Like I have here recently. Amen. And God has spoke to me like He's never spoke to me before. Me and See? my wife, we've talked about it. Oh, what a blessing. Amen. 
This book that I hold in my hand yes. is the power and the glory Amen. forever and ever. Amen. And I praise his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Goodness knows, I didn't want to get up here, but my heart is beating out of my chest. And I kept thinking, maybe somebody will read this verse. And I won't have to get up there and read it. But God says, no, you're going to read it because not one person read this verse. And this is 1 Thessalonians chapter 16. This chapter. Sorry. Number, number 4. Chapter Sorry. 4. Chapter 4, verse 16. Yep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. Yep. And with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then when we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. And if we are saved, we should everyone love that verse. That's right. And if we're not, then you better check up. Amen. Because that, you don't want to go to hell. I think about that all the time. How people are dying every day. Yes. And they're going to hell. Yeah. And it is so sad yeah. because they don't want to listen. They don't want to believe. Yeah. They don't care what we have to say. They, they think this is a fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale. Not fairy if tale. you are not saved, I pray God will send visions of hell to you. Let you feel the heat, whatever it takes to yes. get you Amen. saved. Amen. Amen, sister. Mine is a little different. Several people have talked about, you know, no fear, no fear. Yeah. Well, the ladies in my Bible study and in our Sunday school class can tell you that one of the verses that I quote a whole lot is to fear the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. That's right. And uh, that, uh, I had a wonderful childhood, but let me tell you something. I knew to obey when my mommy and my daddy spoke to me as seven kids. We knew to mine. We knew there would be consequences. Well, let me tell you, this right here is way more important than what my mom and daddy taught me to do. I mean, this is the word of God, and his consequences are way different. Uh, that verse is in uh, Psalms 111, verse 10. I will probably be reading them so fast. I don't know if you can keep up with them. I have four. I think it's four that I want to read that's concerning the very same thing. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Let them, uh, chapter 18, verse 4, let them that... Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. Uh, back up, please, to Psalms 103, verse 13. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Why do you think he wants us to fear him? Obedience. Obedience. Uh, one more, please. Chapter 34 and verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. For there is no want to them that fear him. Yes. Amen. So uh, I don't know about yours, but that, it helps me every day of my life. Every day of my life. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen.
talking about how the kids have been reading over in the classroom, and I would go in to, to say something or to get something, and they'd be sitting there reading scripture. Yeah. I was sitting with the older class one day, and I was like, I was just about to think you're just sitting here reading. You can use this for the rest of your life. That's right. And one of the examples that I have that will always be very dear to my heart. And God gave it to me about 23, 25 years ago, and I have never forgotten it. When someone says your favorite verse, it's Psalms 37, 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Yes. I know I'm not the only woman that desired children. And wasn't able to have them, or wasn't able to have them right away. Yeah. But I, I was so burdened, and I wanted to be a mom so much. You can trust His word. Amen. You can give your love wholly over to Him. Yep. And He will direct you. And I got a peace that passes all understanding that I knew. The doctor's telling me, no, you can't be a mom. God gave me a peace that I knew I would have a child. And as you can see, I do one of each. That's my God. That is my God. And I told him, I'm like, God, you cannot believe this word. It's light in the Lord, and he will give you desires of your heart. It's not a selfish thing. I never believed I was being selfish wanting to be a mom. I wanted to be a mom to children to tell them about Jesus. Yes. And I just love him today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. There you go. <laughs> he shall bring it to pass. Not you. He shall bring it to pass. Amen. Amen. This is in uh, Revelation 21. And uh, I, I wasn't going to get back up here, but the Lord's doing me. said, so get back up here and read this. And my heart's been out of my chest. And I just want to be obedient to him. In, in uh, Revelation 21, verse 5, we know that whenever Jesus came, whenever Jesus died on the cross, one of the last words that he said when he was hanging on that cross is he said, it is finished. He said, it is finished, and he wrapped up everything that had to do with our salvation. We were bought and paid for. He paid the ultimate price. It is finished. His blood was enough. But then here we see this is after death and hell are cast into the lake of fire. This is after the devil is cast into the lake of fire and everyone whose names wasn't written in the Lamb's book of life. But then what happens with us? Well, there's a new heaven and a new earth that comes. And it says in verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, and my words here, they're not written in red, but they're written in black letters. It says, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are faithful and true. And he said unto me, It is done. The God the Father comes now. 
Jesus wrapped up everything on the cross and God the Father comes and he's going to tie a bow on it and he has us and we're his people and he says, hallelujah, it is done and we will be with him. Hell's going to be gone. Death's going to be gone. All the wickedness of this world's going to be gone. The devil's going to be gone. My sins are going to be gone and my desire to do them will be gone. But what's going to be left is my Father everlasting, my Savior everlasting and we'll be with him for all eternity. And I praise his name that it is done. I didn't want to come up here because I don't like standing in front of people and it just makes me nervous. I thank the Lord for answering prayers, but I also thank him for not answering prayers. Psalms 55 verse 6. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. Yeah, amen. Oh, that's good. Oh, that I have wings like a dove. I didn't want to come up here either. And the verse, this seriously has been my favorite verse for a long time. And I thought, God, it don't really go with the others. It might not be as good as the others. And God said, all my word is That's good. That's right. <laughs> but this is very precious to me because the very beginning it says, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. This is John 15 and 16. Yeah. Amen. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Amen. And I just thank God that he chose me, even though he knew, he knew I would be nothing. I, I never was nothing. I never will be nothing. But thank God I'm Amen. saved. Amen. I'm saved by his precious grace. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, and that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. Amen. He chose me so I could be a part of what all you other people's been talking about, our precious Lord and this precious word. I tell you, the more the more you read and study it, the more you love it. Amen. It's very precious. Yes, amen. That's right. Amen. 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 Some of you look like the load's been lifted off of you. For where we started tonight, some of you look like you still got a lot of pressure on you. What, what am I going to do? You better come on. There you go. You better come on. Just be obedient. Grandma said, stand on the word. Be obedient to what he says. Amen. very first scripture that I ever memorized and I was in preschool and I think about that and I think to memorize in preschool we teach the one way kids and they're so little and I think how they need to learn the scriptures and memorize make a joyful noise unto the Lord this is Psalms 100 make a joyful noise unto the Lord serve the Lord with gladness come into his presence with thanks <clears throat> Come into his presence with song, singing. 
Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. <clears throat> Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord, he is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. I just want to thank the Lord for a little granny that made sure I was in church every Sunday. My mama was a nurse, and she couldn't always make sure we were there. And my daddy didn't care if we were there. My little granny, she made sure we were there. Praise the Lord. It paid off, didn't it? It paid off. Amen. We talked about that verse this morning, verse number four in the prayer room this morning for a little bit. Amen. What about that? It's one of the reasons we got out so late. <laughs> Boy, if we'd come in here, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and walk through the door and be charged up and ready to praise him, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it'd get on with the program. Amen. I've been waiting on you, duck. I've been waiting. I'll be honest. I've been waiting on you to get up here, and that's the truth. I started to call on you, and the Lord said, just wait. I thought, what in the world? Hey, man. She's going to get up. You guys are going to think I'm crazy, but you remember we had that whole 24 hours of prayer. Yeah. I'm the guy that carried that bucket because that bucket was that Napa Auto Parts blue bucket. It was our offering bucket. When we had to pray, God told me to pray over every classroom here. God told me to pray over the music, whoever plays the instruments, the school, my Sunday school classroom. When I got to that bucket, I couldn't let go of it. And I didn't understand why. I felt crazy over that. Praying over a bucket. So I left it sitting right here and I put I didn't put some money in it. Jim said, what are you trying to do? Get it filled up. And I said, maybe, I don't know. I said, God, just wanted that Napa Auto Parts bucket right there. But it wasn't for nobody but me. Because later on, when we had that pop-up revival, he was in the back and he kicked that bucket. I was sitting over here. I heard him kick a bucket. And I was thinking, Wish he'd quit with that bucket. <laughs> I'm sick of the bucket. Remington got up and preached on committed. Yeah. Well, I grabbed Brother Darren later on. We prayed over the bucket right here, and he said, now walk around. Yeah. Well, I still wasn't happy, so I didn't walk around. I went and bought my own nap out of park bucket. Took it home, and the preacher told me, he says, I wonder if you can stand in that bucket. Well, with my shoes on, I couldn't. Took my shoes off. I stood directly in that bucket. <laughs> now, look down. God didn't want me halfway in, because if I was halfway in, where my wallet was was not in the bucket. Yeah. But if I put my wallet in, my other part wasn't in there. He wanted me all in all that in bucket. All he wanted me all right there in that bucket. And it says in Proverbs 3, verses 5, and six, it says, Trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. 
In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And I just, I just had to realize I had to trust him. Amen. That's why he wanted me in that bucket. That's why he wanted that bucket for me. And I realized I need to do some more bucket praying. I need to try to fill it up with me, nobody else. I love old Duck. He, he, he's unique. All of y'all are unique. You know that? Unique. God knew you were strange when I saw you. You peculiar people. You're peculiar. I mean, look at you. I mean, on Sunday night, here you are reading scripture. If you're peculiar people, I mean, who does this, right? I mean, there's a time I remember y'all walked around this church six laps, and on the seventh time, y'all shouted it out. There's people about wrecked out here, amen. Y'all just wanting God, amen. Just desiring God. Amazing. Old Duck, he's kind of the God that's kind of behind the scenes. He won't, you'll never know. He's quite a scholar in the place. You never know. And I've seen God use him and do things. I started to call on him, and the Lord said, no, I get him. Leave him alone. I get him. There's a, a couple others I've been waiting on you. You sit back here all fluffed up. You ain't got called on, but God called on you already, and you ain't moved. You better just get obedient. Come on, brother. Come on. Just get obedient. Do what God, just go ahead and hunker down and do what God says do. You'll lay awake all night long if you don't. Appreciate so many verses that uh, most many of them's been read in the reading through Psalms. Has been just so happened tonight hit the right night. Amen. Yes, sir. So happened to happen. Yeah. But uh, at my age, you uh, look at your children, your grandchildren, and your great grandchildren. And this verse here has been become really important to me. Uh, Third John. Verse 4. Oh, yeah. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Amen. Amen. I failed them so much in prayer and conviction standards at times. Amen. If, if they'll stand in the truth, I'm just fine. There you go. Amen. And that's hopefully where I'm going to stand. Amen. That's why we drive 40 minutes over here. We hear the truth. Amen. Love you, brother. It ain't because you. I love you. Any other reason. Amen. You know, I'm just, just thankful to be Amen. here. That's what Grandma was talking about right there. When she gave me that, when she dreamed it, that's what she was thinking about. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. You know what she was wanting for me? That her grandboy would walk in the truth. That's what she's a desiring for me. You've done what you needed to do. I'm going home blessed tonight. Extremely blessed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sit back up, back down there. And my heart's been about to beat out of my chest the whole time. Yeah. I keep putting it off, and I don't want to go home defeated. Amen. Revelations chapter 21 and verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, Amen. nor sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for Amen. the former things are passed away. And, you know, I'm glad that there's coming a day, a day better than what we live in. And, yep. You know, I thought I, I had a little old grandma that died back in, back in the spring. And, you know, I, she got down to where she couldn't even hardly go, and they'd roll her into the wheelchair. And, you know, when I got to... 
I got to roll her into the, with a wheelchair into church several times. And, you know, I thought, I want to go see her someday. And, you know, I got a grandpa that's died and gone on. You know, I got a little youngin that, that died in the womb that I want to see one day. But, but, you know, I thought, I want to see the one that, that saved my soul, that gave it all. And that's what I look forward to. Yes, sir. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. been praying all week for God to show me what I need to do in a decision that I have to make, but a verse that I really love that's helped to me is Isaiah 41.10. Yeah. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yet. I will help thee, yet. I will, hold, I will uphold thee with the right hand of Amen. my righteousness. <laughs> and I just thank God for always being with me and showing me the way that Amen. I need to go. That's right. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's help going out tonight, amen. It's going out, people receiving it and getting it, amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Proverbs 18, 24. Yeah. Through the last couple of years, this has been my go-to verse. Yeah. And uh, I thought Richard was going to teach on it, and I wouldn't have to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the last year, a couple of years, I always kind of thought God was up here and I'm down here when I do good. You know, I get a head nod and when I do bad, you know, he just shakes his head. But over the last couple of years, I realized that he's right here with me. He's right here with us. And he's just been so close and he's just been that comfort that I've needed and how he's guided and directed me. And it says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And when Dorothy passed, so many of you come and seen me, prayed with me, and helped me. And I thank you for that. And then the second part said, there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And I thank him for that. And I thank him that he's been right there. And he has been a friend. And he's a friend indeed. My favorite verse is Psalms 56, 3, what time I am afraid, I'll trust in thee, but they've been going into Revelations, and I got to look in, and I saw verse, and I got to thinking about how beautiful that heaven is going to be. The Bible says in chapter 22 of Revelations, verse number 3, and it says, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. There's coming a day when there ain't going to be no need for no sun, because Jesus is going to light the whole place, and we're going to get to see him face to face and it's going to be a beautiful day and it's going to be a glorious day and I'm telling you tonight it's been a strange night but if you have not been saved there is no time like tonight to get to know Jesus and have the sweet assurance of knowing that one day you will get to see him face to face
I've been fighting this. I don't know. I've got so many favorite verses. When I was a kid, little boy, my great-grandma, she read to us stories out of the Bible. It's my testimony. When she would, I would ask her, hey, great-grandma, if I die, will I go to heaven? And she said, yeah. Right now, if you died right now, you'd go to heaven. I was happy. I was going to heaven. Seth, I was going to heaven. When I got older, one Sunday I heard the preacher preaching, and I can't tell you what he preached. I really can't tell you what he preached, but he preached. He preached to me that day. He preached to me. The next, I didn't do nothing. I sat there like a bump on a log. I sat there. The next Saturday, I'm out with the preacher because I thought we should help the church. And my dad felt that way too. And he sent us up to work on the church when we needed to. I was out there mowing along with the preacher. We took a break. We sat down underneath the shade tree out in front of that church. I even took Mark there and showed her where the tree was. I asked him, I said, we call him Grandpa because he was like a grandpa to us. Grandpa Kemp, if I die, will I go to heaven? And that man, he pointed a finger at me. He pointed that finger at me, and he says, no. If you died right now, you'd go to a devil's hell. I don't want to do that. So, So, Matthew 7, 7 says, ask, and you shall receive. So I asked. He showed me. It says, seek, and you shall find. And I was seeking. I was. I didn't want to be going to hell. I was seeking. And it said, knock. And it shall be open unto you. I get plumb happy. I get plumb excited. I get tearful. You sit and you think about it. I I knocked. I ain't going to hell. I ain't going to hell. I ain't going to hell. That's all it takes. It's so simple. It's so easy. It was simple. It was easy. Glory to God. Praise the Lord, brother John. Amen. got foggy in here tonight, amen. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> well, not as reading in Philippians 4. 
hinder when I did. Lord got talking to me. He said, David, he said, tomorrow's going to be your last day at work. And I said, Lord, what am I going to do? He says, what did you mean? He said, rejoice in the Lord always. Yes. And again, I say rejoice. Amen. And the, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and your mind toward Christ Jesus. Yeah. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Yes. But my God shall supply all your needs. Amen. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. When that happened, I was putting in applications and places, trying to get a job. I went to one place, filled out much paperwork. I went to one place and sat down and what I did. I said, You're still taking applications. That woman hollered back her this boss man. He said, yeah. I said, tell him to sit there. I'll be right with him. Preacher, as I sat there, the Lord told me, he said, you get up. Get out of here. I said, Lord. He said, get out of here. Yeah. Go. Yeah. So I walked out. I come to the house. And I told Sheila about it. I got praying that night. I said, Lord, I'm going to put in this application. I said, you give me a job. But I didn't know. My wife prayed that night. She said, said Lord, said, lay it on the heart of a godly man to give my husband a job. Yes. It was on a Friday morning. My phone rang. It was 8 o'clock. And I don't know if you've ever known Mike Queen. It is Mike Queen. He said, David, he said, what are you doing? I said, I've been do- doing whatever I can do. He said, won't you come go to work for me? My heart's done beating out my chest. Yeah. Done tore all pieces. Amen. And preacher, what it was when I worked out, John, there's a lot of men that love the Lord. Yes. And we talked about the Lord as we worked. Yeah. And that's what it was about trying to find a job like that. Yes. One did. Mike telling me all this stuff and everything. I told him, I said, Mike, I said, I've got a problem. He said, what's your problem, Dave? I said, I can't keep my mouth shut when it comes to the Lord. <laughs> he said, son, that's no problem. He said, for me in his shop, don't want to hear it. He said, you come to me. He said, me and you'll talk about it. Hey, I'm just telling you, no matter what you're going through or whatever, God's going to supply everything that you need. He's going to be there with you. He's going to walk with you through thick and thin, no matter what it is. Amen.
struck everything out of my Bible. We're getting it. But that's okay. We're getting it. Uh, my favorite verse and one that I have uh, went to many, many times. Jeremiah 33, mm-hmm. verse 3. It yes. says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things, yep. which is thou knowest not. Amen. And then if you keep reading, mm-hmm. in verse 6 it says, Behold, I will bring you health and cure. Yes. And I will cure them. Amen. And will reveal unto them the abundance of peace yes. and truth. Yes. I've trusted it. Amen. And it has worked. Amen. I thank God for it. Amen. Yeah, that's some of them verses you can mark TTP. Tried, tested, and proven. Amen. Amen. This has been a real blessing to me. Like, you never know what anybody's going through. And I'm just one of those that doesn't share what I'm going through. So this has been a real blessing. But one verse that's so simple, but 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care upon him. For he careth for you. Amen. Whenever I'm going through anything, I know that I can just lean on him. Yes, amen. Praise the Lord, sis. Hallelujah. Amen. That next verse, verse 8, is the one the preacher used the night I got skint out by the Holy Ghost. And the Lord saved me. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, Walketh about, seeking whom he made a vow. He can't get me no more. <laughs> because I cast all my care upon Jesus, who cared for me. Amen. This morning at the end of the broadcast, and I didn't feel well, still don't feel great. Thought I wanted to listen to this staggery, stuttering tongue, dry windbag preach. And I went back to listen to the service. And when I did, it discouraged me because I didn't get everything out I wanted to get out. But at the end of the service, the Harvey. Y'all made sure that that song came on, or somebody did at the end. I don't know how y'all did it. I don't know who did it, but glory to God, that song come on, and I'm telling you, man, I like to went through the floor about the Word of God that we just preached. Amen. God's Word will stand. Amen. Have you been obedient? Have you done what you were led to do? Amen, sister. <laughs> Amen. 
have a tried test of improved Amen. first. TTP, yes, ma'am. Amen. Have it marked 2008 in my Bible. Amen. I took a job back then. Shortly after I took the job, I found out that I was going to have to participate in abortions. I come home and told my husband, I said, I've got to quit. I can't do this job. And of course, he said, you do what you got to do. And I prayed. It's God, please show me what, what to do here. I mean, I knew what I had to do. I knew what was right. But he gave me this verse. I can't see without my glasses, are for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk up rightly. What's that verse? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Psalms 84, So, tell a little bit of the rest of the story. After he given me this scripture, I went and turned in my resignation. I handed it to the manager. And she looked at me and she said, I'm not opening this. I said, well, you have to. I'm resigning. And she asked me why. And I told her, I said, this goes against everything. That I believe in. And I cannot, I cannot do this. And so she told me, she said, and I don't believe she was a believer, but she said, uh, I'm not going to open this. I'm going to keep it for a few days and then I'll get back with you. And I'm like, We don't understand. I'm telling you, I'm quitting my job. She said, no, not yet. And uh, about three days later, she called. And she said, the whole department has come to me and asked me to not let you go. Can you please stay? And we will never ask you to do anything like this. And I said, I, I just can't. Don't think I can do this. Well, at that time, I went and spoke to my pastor. I just needed some counsel. And he would remind me, he said, Maybe you're supposed to be there. Maybe you were made for such a time as this. That's right. That's right. I ended up staying on that job for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years, and they continued to do them. And it was so hard because some new nurses that would come in, they would be like, oh, yeah, you don't do them right. And I'm like, no, I don't. And uh, anyway, but I don't know why he kept me there for so long. And when I left, of course, I, it was a, a time for me to leave, but it, it's do right is yes. what I've 
my kids do right, and he will not withhold. You know, that which is good if you just walk upright and do right. So he has um, tried, tested, and proved. Praise the Lord, TTP. Amen. Anybody else? You better mind the Lord. Amen, sister. When I, when I was in the fourth grade, I too had a teacher that we memorized Bible verses all the time. And Ephesians 6 was a chapter that we memorized. And that's always been very special to me. I'll not read that old chapter, but um, Ephesians 4 verse 32 says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as... God, for Christ's sake, yes. has forgiven you. Amen. And I'm thankful for his forgiveness. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 The Lord is still with me, okay? Sleep all day about this chapter. Yeah. I started to text you, Miss Gina, about this chapter. But I didn't want to do anything for me. I wanted to make sure the Lord wanted me up here. Right. And I said, please, Lord, give me a sign. But I kept hearing you, teacher. 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 I don't have a favorite verse. Um, I have a chapter yeah. that means a lot to me. A couple years ago. Anxiety became a problem in my life. Yeah. And the Lord showed me this chapter, and I felt led to write it down. And there was something about reading it and writing it verse by verse. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. truly just oh, yes. thinking about what he said and what it means. Yes. So I hope it's okay, but I want to read this chapter. Yes. It's Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Yes. I sought the Lord and he heard me. Amen. He delivered and delivered me from all my fears. Yes. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Amen. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, 
hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord hears, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the right, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of the servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Amen. Praise the Lord, sister. Amen. Hallelujah. Have you done? What God told you to do. Stand to your feet. Lord, thank you for your precious word. It nourishes our soul. It is bread when we are hungry. And it is water when we are thirsty. Lord, I thank you, Father, for my soul panteth after thee in a dry and weary land. God, thank you for revival that you're bringing to our hearts how we desperately need it. A return to the word of God, clinging to the things of God. Touch us, Father, as we move forward from this place. Keep your word close to our hearts and our desire of thee. For this we 